hello, hello, hello to all of my beautiful ladies out there tuning into this podcast because this one is for you. If you are a biological man and you come across this, skip it. It's really probably not important. Maybe it is. Maybe men should listen to this. I don't know. But this is specifically for those who have a vagina, (laughs) biological females. And I really wanted to pinpoint and touch on certain things that just don't get talked about, to be honest. Hello, Miss Robinson. I want this to be this place in a brand that's obviously Christian and faith-based, however, isn't cheesy and doesn't get stuck in that, like, you know, stale, repetitive Christian girl podcast, you know? I'm like, I want it to be real. I want it to be open. I want it to be a vulnerable place for women to come and really get help and learn things and, you know, just a real place, you know, with real people. And that's how I am. Um, Obviously, if you know me, I'm not a, I don't really sugarcoat. I wouldn't say I'm like extremely blunt. Um, I guess I am. I mean, I'll tell you how it is. But anyway, (laughs) this is for all my ladies. Um, On my run today, I was like, man, I really need to do a podcast on what women need to be doing practically to keep themselves presentable, keep their marriage fresh, keep their sex life fresh, um, and to really prepare for all of this because this is a conversation that I really didn't have. I mean, my good friend who's five years older than me, my best friend, she helped me with certain things before I got married because I was like, oh, wow, that's good to know. I'm glad you told me. Thank you for that advice. Um, Getting waxed, for example, Brazilian wax, amen, hallelujah. And all my sisters said, amen. It hurts like hell, but it is worth it. And it is so good for your, you know, mental, mental health. I don't want to say mental health. Your, you know, how you see yourself, how you carry yourself as a woman, you know, being feminine. It's so good. Um, But I don't want to get ahead of myself. On the run today, I was just thinking, you know, it's, it's not just about, when we're dating to be all cute and frilly and girly and feminine and then like we get married and five years six years into this thing we have kids we're stale we're crusty you know we walk around the house in our sweatpants with stains on our clothes and our husbands are just it's just that tension sexual tension isn't really there anymore and so (laughs) again real talk hashtag hashtag real talk um but no my friend in winnipeg we were talking about this and she's in her 30s she's beautiful and we were just talking about how like people get older and like they have kids and they just start to look crusty and stale and that's what I was telling her I'm like I don't want to get old and like be stale and have no sex appeal anymore and just be like like this maiden you know that's in the house all day and is just not cute and we were laughing because I guess she calls it drip like I look like a drip (laughs) which I've never heard of that term in a negative sense. Usually it's like, ooh, your drip is fire. Or like, ooh, your, you know, your drip, like your clothes. Anyway, we were just laughing. But no, we were just talking about it and going back and forth. And I was like, it's really important for women and wives, especially to keep that, you know, sex appeal. Like, I think a lot of women, they get married and they're wearing long skirts and frumpy clothes and there's no like cuteness anymore. And that's a problem because then you wonder why your husband is like looking at these girls when you go out to dinner in cute little short dresses 
with a nice curvature in their bodice. (laughs) And I'm not saying that's right. I'm not justifying that. I'm just saying, however, you need to be that woman that's stealing the show like you used to back in 1992, where all he could look at and all he could think about was you because you were killing the game. But then you got married and life happened and now you're just like old and stale and it's gross. And, you know, dare I say, you gain weight. You're not cute. You're you're not your best self. And this is going to be a real talk. So I'm not trying to offend anybody because I've been in this place where I've gained weight and I'm not feeling good about myself. And then it causes, you know, things you know, in, in our romance life, like where I'm just feeling ugly and gross about myself. And if I don't love myself properly, then it's very hard to then, you know, be, let's get it on if you want to just say that, you know, it's it's hard because you feel you're just insecure. Your self-esteem is low. And that's our responsibility as women. Some people are like, well, my husband needs to, you know, regardless, it, it, he has to love me. And yes, he does. However, you need to love yourself. And if you're not loving yourself, that looks a certain way. So again, I'm jumping ahead (laughs) of myself. But the first point I want to kind of hit on is you need to keep dating after you get married. So if you're married, great. Listening to this, great. If you're, you know, engaged, if you're dating, if you're single, if you're literally 17, if you're 20 and you're single, like, I don't care. If you're a woman with a vagina, this is something that you need to hear because I needed to hear this and it's important and it's good. And I think that it's not talked about, but it should be. And there shouldn't be shame around it. There shouldn't be this weird like taboo, um, I guess, presence around this conversation because girls, women, they need to know this. Like I would have this conversation with my daughter, obviously when she's at an age that it's appropriate, (laughs) but this is something that it's important. It's good to talk about. And so you need to, number one, you need to keep dating after you get married. So a lot of times people are like putting their best foot forward when they're dating. You know, obviously they're very attentive, uh, sorry, tentative to how their, you know, partner is around other people. They're very watchful and, you know, they're just very intuitive. They're very aware of what's going on. They're obviously going out of their way to make that other person's life easier. They want to help them. You know, I would go out of my way and buy groceries for Nicholas because he was living um, on a farm and in like this little cottage and it was just not ideal and he couldn't work because he was a foreigner. And so I would go and I'd buy him chips, I'd buy him cookies, food, whatever. And then I'd bring it to him or I'd go to Fresh Kitchen, buy him food. His roommates would eat all the food because they were starving as well. However, they were American and they could work, but that's another story. (laughs) Anyway, but... I would go out of my way. I would do so much to just make him happy, make him smile. And you put your best foot forward, right? You you dress cute. You put your hair in cute styles. You you know, for me, I wasn't big into makeup. I wasn't like a makeup guru, but I would, you know, I would look cute. Like you want to be pretty. And so I think people get married and then they have kids and then time goes by and they kind of forget like, hey, we're still dating. Like I'm still dating you. I'm still like you want to still pursue the other person that like appeal and that you know draw for the other person that shouldn't die after you get married and again this is something that Nick and I have had to work on because you know you get in the rut you get familiar with each other and that's something you have to combat you don't want familiarity in your marriage because then that brings resentment and it's a whole downward spiral 
So you don't want that. You want to keep it fresh. You want to keep it fun. And I think when the fun aspect dies in a marriage, that's really when you're headed for a rough time. When you can't have fun together and you can't just laugh and like, you know, you look at each other and you're like, why were we even fighting? And you, you know, you laugh and you make up and everything's good. Um, but yeah, you want to keep it fun. You want to keep it light. However, like I was saying is people get married and they just stop dating. They stop not just going on actual dates. I mean, when I say dating, it's like putting that best foot forward, always pre- being presentable. Obviously, when you're married, you see that person literally naked. So, you know, you see them at their worst. You see every flaw. And again, that's where the familiarity can come. However, don't let it. Um, you know, intimacy is obviously being vulnerable and open and still loving and liking that other person and honestly being even more attracted to that person. And so that's my first point is, hey, keep keep dating, quote, quote unquote, keep putting your best foot forward, making an effort, um, you know, just I can't say it other than like keep being cute. Like men want a cute wife. Nick always tells me, and I've said this before on my podcast, he's like, I just want a sweet, cute wife, if I'm being very, like, um, let's see, overbearing, <laughs> that's a nice, appropriate word, or if I'm being, like, controlling or, like, stressed, and then I get kind of, like, you know, I take the wheel, he's like, no, 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 I just want a sweet wife, like, chill out. <laughs> And then I have to realize, yeah, you're right. Let me chill out. Let me let me be sweet and cute and not be the man because that's not cute. Um, so, yeah, what are ways that you can be presentable? <clears throat> that will kind of trail into my next point. Well, number one, your physique is key. Personally, from experience, I, you know, let me say this. When you don't love yourself as a woman or when you have bad self-esteem or you're insecure or you have things that you're like, man, I hate, I hate this about myself. You know, you're not being true to who you are. There's tension within yourself and that then kind of leaks into the, the relationship with your husband and that causes tension. So like, for example, if I gain weight or if my face is breaking out or, and I, I know I don't want you to hear this as, oh, you're just being petty. Like, it is what it is. That can change. It can fluctuate. It can. And that's what I'm trying to say. But when I'm, you know, chubbier than normal or just not feeling my best self and I'm not my best self, just being straightforward, I'm not. I've gained 10, 15 pounds. I'm not cute. (laughs) I definitely, like, have, I'm not feminine. I am very, like, just ugh, like you know what I mean like I'm just not in the mood um I kind of take it out on Nick but ultimately it's me just not genuinely cherishing myself and keeping myself proper and then that causes you know a negative effect on our relationship so number one physique stay in shape exercise it's so good for you not just physically mentally it is so good for you women exercise if it's just going on a walk for an hour every day If it's just, you know, Pilates, whatever you like, if it's swimming in a pool, doing laps, I don't know. But exercise, get exercise. It helps you. Obviously, it's physically, it helps your body stay lean. That also ties into diet because you can exercise all you want. But if you're eating crap, then there's no point. 
So diet, eat healthy foods, eat foods that, you know, don't conflict your conscience, conscious. And I mean that, you know, I'll eat things that for me, I'm, I'm not eating my conscience. So eat your conscience, um, eat well, eat healthy, eat, eat the best you can so that you have energy and you can take care of your family. And you're not like, you know, eating a bag of chips and then like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have eaten that. And then you're in this downward spiral and it's just terrible. So yeah, your physique is really a big deal. <laughs> and a lot of times people are like, they don't want to hit on it because then it sounds vain. But I, I, I can't emphasize it enough. Like when I am healthy and in shape and like, I don't weigh myself because I think it's futile. However, you know, when I look good in in my to my standard when I've lost weight when I'm slim when I'm toned I feel so sexy I feel good about myself I feel confident about myself when I'm eating foods that nourish my body rather than tear it down I feel good and that's good for your husband you want to be in a good mental state and obviously taking care of your body physically is huge in that regard secondly which this should be for first and foremost but spiritually keep yourself spiritually in shape just as much it's actually obviously greater gain the bible says you know what does it say exactly <laughs> word for word i'm having a hard time um physical exercise you know it profits a little compared to spiritual exercise basically um but yeah it's true spiritually again when i'm not in a good place when i when i don't have a righteousness um when I'm not walking in righteousness spiritually, then yes, that also hinders my relationship with my husband. And it causes me to yield to the flesh. And like I was saying before, it causes tension in our marriage. It causes me to be, you know, carnally minded, you know, going by how I feel, not by what the word says, not by, you know, spiritually what I've been raised and taught to know. So spiritually, read your Bible get in the word. If it's reading a book with lots of teaching on the Bible, that's good too. Um, listen to good teaching, listen to podcasts, listen to things that build you up spiritually, get preaching in your spirit, uh, build faith in your spirit, and that will help your marriage. It'll help you run your home well. It'll help you, you know, within the first five minutes of your husband coming home to be this beautiful, presentable, sweet, kind, welcoming wife compared to an overbearing ungrateful complaining b-i-t-c-h <laughs> um and it's true so first and foremost spiritually get in shape obviously second secondly physically get in shape nourish your body feel sexy about yourself that's not a sin that's not a crime you want to feel sexy you want to have that sex appeal i think it gets <clears throat> a little rocky in your marriage when you lose that, like, be cute for your husband. Obviously, wear clothes that, you know, he loves and, I guess, approves. Obviously, we're not trying to look like sluts. But God gave you a beautiful bodice, so show it off. Um, you don't have to wear Target girl on the prairie dresses. Like, what in the world? Target went on this, like, rampage of just only having clothes that looked like little girl on the prairie like big puffy sleeves you know no definition in the waist or butt or anything it was just 
it just like was a sheet it was disgusting disgusting dresses disgusting clothes anyway (laughs) wear cute stuff guys i'm not saying you have to wear slutty skin tight dresses no wear good cute modest things that also emphasize what the lord gave you if you have great curves show them off like come on let's keep it cute um get fashion is great it's a creative outlet for you to express yourself i love fashion um and yeah even me sometimes i'm like okay this is i'm wearing this baggy shirt or baggy dress or you know this kind of meh outfit because i don't feel good about myself but yet when i feel good about myself when i'm confident in my body when i love that man i look toned i look exercised that's not a word i look fit (laughs) i've exercised you know you wear cute clothes because you feel cute and that's so important so that's what i'm saying it's so important to keep yourself physically in shape period women even having kids i have yet to have kids i'm not saying i'm going to be perfect and gain negative 27 pounds I'll gain a little weight here and there, but I'm going to do my best to exercise and eat well and stay in shape even when I'm pregnant and after I'm pregnant. So there's still that, wow, this is my beautiful wife who not only, you know, is a childbearing woman, but she's still my wife. And don't forget about that. You and your husband come first, period. It was you two in the beginning. Then obviously you two coming together and this beautiful love created these children. So don't forget that. Um, when it comes to physical appearance. Okay, so my friend, before I got married, she was like, Jasmine, you need to get waxed. Get a Brazilian wax. It'll change your life. Nick will love it. It's going to just do wonders for you. And I was like, you know what? Okay. And she told me it was going to hurt like hell and be terrible because it's your literal. Yeah, the most sensitive part of your body is getting ripped, hair ripped out of it. And so that's not going to be a walk in the park in the park. But anyway, I did it and I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad she told me to do it. So women, if you are, even if you're not married, it just feels clean down there when you're working out. It feels nice. If you can't afford to get lasered, which I want to get lasered, it's better, they say. Until then, get waxed. The worst thing is to do to do is to shave because then you have ingrown hairs and it's like a whole thing and it takes forever in the shower to do. So you know, bear the pain and just go get waxed and you will thank me later. If you're engaged listening to this, go get waxed. Trust me, some men like hair down there. Don't know what's wrong with them. (laughs) I personally think it's disgusting. Ever since getting waxed, I'm like, why didn't I do this earlier? Um, So yeah, get waxed. It's great. Uh, If you're married and you've never gotten waxed and you've been married 12 years, hey, it's never too late to start. Um, so yeah, it just overall makes you feel more feminine. It makes you feel sexy. It makes you just realize like, okay, this is good. I need to do this. Um, so yeah, I would say definitely get waxed. And again, hashtag real talk. You might be listening to this saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's saying this, but hey, to all my ladies out there, this is important. So again, um, exercise spiritually obviously intellectually uh keep yourself up to par lately i'm like man i need to learn more i need to i I need to genuinely expand my capacity as a as a woman as a wife and really learn if it's history if it's the climate of you know the world um 
I don't know, certain things that you're interested in. What is your husband interested in? What is he like? Learn that stuff. Intellectually present yourself on par to where he's at and put your best foot forward. And I'm speaking to the choir here because I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, you know what? I need to get more educated in crypto and things that Nick's interested in and really, you know, be on the same page as him so that we can have those conversations and we can keep our marriage fresh and we can keep things fun and exciting. And it that's men love that. Men love relationship, the aspect of a relationship where there's two people. You, you notice women are sitting, you know, face to face at a coffee shop talking, talking, talking. Men, however, they do things together. They play video games together. They, you know, do sports or they'll go jet skiing together or whatever. They'll go snowboarding together. Like, they do things together. They're not talking necessarily. They're more so just in each other's company. And so as a wife, as a woman, you need to learn to do that. You need to learn that talent of just, hey, you don't need to talk. You don't need to have a whole conversation Just learn to be with your husband with whatever it is he's doing. If he likes to work on cars, if he, you know, if his thing is football, learn to watch football, learn football, learn what it means to have a third down or whatever. (laughs) Nick doesn't watch football, nor do I, clearly. Um, But yeah, get interested in things he's interested in. And that's really attractive for men. They love that. That will turn them on. That will be like, wow, this is so cool. My wife is actually interested in things that I'm interested in. You know, nothing's worse than having a wife that's just stupid. Like, can't even have a conversation with the husband or his friends. You know, just embarrassing. Like, just doesn't know or aware of anything. Like, as a woman, as a woman, excuse me, learn educate yourself listen to jordan peterson podcasts listen to people that are intelligent and have such a depth of understanding and knowledge and really expand your knowledge and that's something that i've recently realized like man i'm 25 almost there's i I shouldn't stop learning obviously you learn something every day but you know what i mean like there shouldn't be this like oh i'm 25 it's like no like i want to be continually learning things and expanding my mind because I don't want to become like, I don't know, I don't want uh, uh, excuses to be my crutch of like why I can't learn something new or, you know, start learning a new language or, you know what I mean? Like you should be able to continue to educate yourself and expand your capacity. Um, So no, those are some things that I just was thinking as I was going on a walk. Like, man, as a woman... I do not want to become a crusty woman. Like I want, and I encourage you, you guys don't have to either. Obviously, every person has different style when it comes to fashion. You know, you like different things. Obviously, your husband, you know, will allow you to wear certain things and that, and, and won't allow you to wear certain things, and that's okay. Again, um, y- you should dress ultimately for yourself, your husband, and then for society. And, and when I say society, I mean like you want to look presentable for your husband in front of other people as well. You know, you represent him. So when you look like a frumpy, stale, crusty woman that has no sense of fashion or no sex appeal, it's just like, oof, what's going on there? Um, so that's my advice. Take it or leave it. Call me crazy. Um, thumbs down my podcast, whatever. I don't care. But I, fully believe that. I think it's so important to 
dress proper. Um, what else? Just being, I would say demeanor, put your best foot forward. Um, going back to that sweet, kind person, uh, obviously in Second Peter 3, it talks about how the gentleness, the meekness, um, the kind spirited woman is, is really where the beauty, her beauty is found. And that is so true. Uh, you can dress, you know, like a goddess and be the worst woman ever. And that's going to show more than your clothes, right? You see that all the time. Girls on Instagram, you know, they're all, they look perfect. It's like, oh my gosh, I want to punch you in your face because you look so perfect. <laughs> Um, but then you meet them and you're like, wow, you're like the worst person ever. I mean, I talked to my brother about this too. Like, you know, you'll have these beautiful girls that he'll try to talk to and, and they're just terrible people. They're insecure. Clearly. That's why they have a double D boob job and lip injections to where they look like freaking, I can't even think of a duck, whatever. <laughs> I can't think of an exact, like perfect analogy, but anyway, they look to, you know, you can clearly tell they have insecurities, but their personality too is just the worst. They they have no depths of character. They have no depths of emotion. They're just these soulless women. And um, I was actually listening to a podcast the other day with Jordan Peterson and a doctor, maybe not a doctor. He used to be in Big Pharma. Now he's not, and he's coming out and exposing Big Pharma. But he was saying how most women... 25% of women in the U.S. are on SSRIs, which I guess are like, I think helps with anxiety, antidepressants. Have to study up on that a little bit more, but it just makes them these soulless, just nothing there. Like they, they have no emotion. They're just dead inside. And that really stood out to me. I'm like, man, that's crazy. It's because you could be the most beautiful woman, but yet if you're personality and the core of who you are and your character and your integrity and depth of of being is just not there it's like it doesn't matter um so that's I would say after your spiritual you know uh temperature or where you are spiritually to put your best foot forward for your marriage and just in general as a woman I think secondly it's it's your it's who you are as a woman it's your your kindness your charity your love your your, uh, you know, peace of mind, the the way you speak to people, um, if they're a grand dear person or if they're a homeless person on the side of the road, you know, how you treat people is very important as well. Um, the integrity of who you are, what you're doing behind closed doors, that's key, 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 key. Um, and that's something that you should be keeping on point being married as well. You don't want to let that fall. You don't want to become this bitter, resentful woman woman, who just is terrible to be around and your husband tries to do everything he can to, like, avoid you. That's, like, terrible. <laughs> um, but, no, having that character is so key and having integrity and being a woman of elegance and being a woman of wisdom and, like the Bible says, who has a gentle and meek spirit that is just I've already spoken about this on my podcast um I believe three things of being a wife three important things to being a wife or I I forget the title but uh the one about being a wife 
um, that's so key. And that's something that my mom exemplifies beautifully is she is just a woman of she's elegant she's beautiful she is honestly so loving and caring she really does give you the benefit of the doubt she does try to uh hear the whole story for what it is she doesn't just jump to conclusions she wants to believe the best she really does she believes the best in people um but she's also strong and she doesn't just take anything um but she is a kind woman and she's genuinely herself and she doesn't hang out with people that she can't be herself with and that's something that she taught me from a young age is hey if you can't be yourself around them don't hang out with them at all and that's something that will stick with me for the rest of my life and that's something that I've carried my whole life from the time of her telling me that is like oh if I can't be who I am I'm not gonna be with you I'm not gonna try to you know, change the way I act and feel and think because I want to be cool in your eyes. No, this is who I am. This is my personality. And if I can't be that, then you're not the person I need to be around. So my mom is a beautiful person and I've learned so much from her. And so that's something that is so key is just having that elegance of a character, elegance and character and integrity and really learning how to talk to people, how to listen Um, body language there's a lot that goes into it Um, but I think that's something as well that you should posture it's simple and funny but it's true having good posture Um, and this all comes from how you see yourself and you know the self-esteem that you have like for example like I was saying before when I'm not physically my best self spiritually my best self like I really do I'm not cute (laughs) <laughs> so I, if I'm and I know you don't go by how you feel but it, it's true if I'm not feeling cute if I'm not like feeling like man okay I need I, I need to be better I need to pick up my pants and 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 let's do this uh, you know it, it's just not a good place which I'm not saying I'm not giving myself an excuse to like be in that place I'm just saying like when I'm there I'm just not it's just not it um and that's why it's important to do these certain things to help you stay in a proper state of mind and obviously that that's discipline but it shouldn't be you know forever and ever that you're disciplining yourself and forcing yourself to be in that state of mind no it should come because you are living a life physically intellectually spiritually you're living this life to where it's ease you know having good posture and loving yourself and then loving your husband and having that romance life it's easy it's it comes with ease being with people you know speaking in front of people it, it's it comes with ease because discipline you know you discipline yourself up to the point where it's your natural way of being so this was a different podcast <laughs> usually I'm doing like you know faith-based scriptures teachings which is good however I did want this podcast to be like a real talk hashtag um let's talk about it uh, <laughs> And yeah, so here we are. And I really want to say that don't let yourself become crusty in any area of your life. Be the best of the best. Um, You know, be your best self. And I know that sounds so cheesy and I know this whole self-love. But 
honestly, some Christian people want to like come against the self-love. You know, self-love gets it. It can get into uh, this like idolization of the carnal nature and like going by how you feel. You know, it, 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 it gets to that. You know, it can get to that point or translation. Um, but when I say, which that's not good, that's bad. But when I say self-love, I genuinely mean you love yourself how God loves you. You see yourself how God loves you. And you genuinely cherish and love yourself to where now you can love other people. The Bible says, obviously, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Um, I always, I'm sorry. I always like, I know it's heart, soul, and mind. But let me just make sure I'm saying the right thing. Um, the new commandment, love the Lord with all your heart. Uh, he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Um, Matthew twenty two thirty six through 40 says, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law, he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So loving your neighbor as yourself, if you hate yourself and have a terrible relationship with yourself and have unforgiveness and resentment and bitterness towards yourself, that's a problem because then how are you going to love your neighbor? And so that's what I mean by self-love. That's the healthy, correct, biblical meaning of self-love is where, hey, I see myself how God sees myself. I forgive myself because God's forgiven me and I genuinely love myself because God loves me. And therefore, now that I love myself, I can healthily and properly love other people. I can love my husband. I can respect my husband. I can present myself to my husband because I love myself. And there isn't that weird tension between yourself because you don't feel good, because you've been, you know, going against your own conscience. I don't know why I always mess that word up. That's the second thing I'm going to learn today is how to properly say conscience. Um, but no, you, you don't have any, you're, you're righteous. You're, you're in right standing. You, you are in the place that you need to be to properly uh, operate from. Uh, if you're not in that place of being righteous, then you have a problem. And so doing these things of keeping your physical body strong and healthy and proper and clean and presentable and pretty and, you know, spiritually keeping your 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 spirit man strong and on point and focused and full of faith and you know presenting yourself in this way it it's truly you recognizing the value of who you are understanding that God loves you so much and that you this is really the root cause this is why women are crusty and stale and become just these rags of women is because they don't know their value. They don't know the true love that God has for them. They don't understand that. They haven't experienced that. But once they do, then you can genuinely come from that place and be like, wow, I am worth it. I am valuable. I deserve to be a beautiful woman, to look beautiful, to dress beautiful. You know, I'm a queen, right? Queens are these elegant. Look at Princess Diana. She is so cute. She's dead, unfortunately. She probably wasn't saved either. However, 
you know, she was elegant, she was royalty, and they present themselves and carry themselves in such a way to where, hey, I am a queen, I'm a princess, I know my value, I know my worth, I know my standing in this world, not just in my country, but in the world, they have this vast understanding of who they are, their capacity, and their influence. And so as children of God, as, as daughters of God, as these beautiful princesses and queens in the kingdom of heaven, how much more? You know, we should be the ones that stand out, that shine, and that have this elegance and this, honestly, the shine. You have this shine about yourself. Don't lose your shine. It sounds cheesy, but I mean it. <laughs> Women lose their shine because they lose that understanding of who they are and they don't know who they are. They, they lose their identity. They, you know, let life kind of whip them around, slap them around. They have a baby. It's hard. Oh, postpartum depression. And they have another baby and they're still recovering from the last pregnancy, birth, whatever. And they just let life get the best of them. But no, get a hold of the word. Understand that your value is beyond because Jesus came and shed his blood for you. That's insane. Someone literally like died for you. They Jesus died for you. He he went through the hellish, most tormenting, just disgusting uh, torture for you. But yet you don't walk in that understanding that I was the joy that was set before Jesus, right? So that's really the root of it. <laughs> Obviously, there's a practical side of all of this. There's a practical element to you know, keeping yourself presentable, continuing to date your husband, you know, don't, don't be crusty. These are things you can do. This is how you can dress. This is what you can do when you, you know, get waxed, whatever, get your, get facials, get dermaplaning done, like do your hair, like there's practical things. But if the root of the issues aren't pinpointed and addressed, then obviously you can do the practical as much as you want, but then you'll just kind of fall back into your old ways. So Renewing your mind to who you are, the value that you have, the worthiness, and just the call that God's put on your life of being a woman. You're not just a mom. You're not just a wife. There's so much more that God wants to do with your life specifically. And I think understanding that um, it's more than just being a woman and, okay, cool, get married and then live a nice life. No, no, no. There's more to your life than just that. So I hope this helped. I had fun as you can tell in my voice, <laughs> compared to maybe the episode three days ago, it was a good episode. Don't get me wrong. Um, I was a bit tired and the enthusiasm wasn't as evident as this one. But anyway, I love this podcast. I hope it helped. I hope it encouraged you. Hit me up, send me a DM, text me, call me. Seriously, if you listen, please let me know. I know some people listen and don't, and that's fine. No pressure. But hey, why not? Let me know. Again, no pressure. If you don't, who cares? doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, I love you all. I hope this helped. And uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. Bye.